Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew speaks on the Christian ministry with this message entitled, The Christian Ministry, True and False, preached March the 23rd, 2014. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17. False Christian ministry and true Christian ministry. The false Christian ministry. It is reported, speaking about the state of the Christian ministry, that on February 20th, this year, 2014, Pastor David Yonggi Cho, formerly known as Paul Yonggi Cho, of Yoido Full Gospel Church, supposedly a million-member church affiliated with the Assemblies of God, he was convicted for embezzling several millions of dollars of church funds. This is what Ruth E. Palgrave of England says about Pastor David Yonggi Cho in the Bible League Quarterly article. She says, David Yonggi Cho claims that he received the call to preach directly from Jesus Christ, who he says appeared to him dressed like a fireman. David Yonggi Cho is a proponent of the New Age teaching, which says that the believer is God and Christ, and that faith is a creative force that can be used to shape one's own world, a common occult and new age belief. He teaches that the third dimension is the material world, while the fourth dimension is the spiritual world, and that one can influence the third dimension. He states that through visualization and dreaming, you can incubate your future and hatch the results. He taught the power of creating new reality by imagining it by faith. You can have health and wealth and mansions and family and so on. My question as intelligent human being, and your question should be to this man, why did he not make millions for himself by faith and imagination? Second, why did he not avoid conviction by means of this fourth dimensional imagination? 
And third, I challenge him to live forever without dying by this power of word faith, by this power of creative imagination. I say he is going to die. The false Christian ministry. Second Corinthians 2.17 says, unlike so many, Paul says, we do not peddle the word of God or prophet. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity like men sent from God. False Christianity such as liberalism, liberation theology, health and wealth, word faith cult, shallow evangelicalism, and evangelical seeking celebrity star pastoral status. All these reject the absolute authority of the Bible. Westminster Confession of Faith says all 66 books of the Bible are given by the inspiration of God to be the rule of church's faith and life. The authority of scripture depends wholly upon God the author as the scriptures themselves testify. Paul, Luther, Calvin, Jonathan Edwards, Whitfield, Wesley, Spurgeon, Bishop Ryle, Dr. J. Gresham Machen, Professor Cornelius Van Til, Professor John Murray, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and many others. They all believed and preached this truth of the gospel. The ministers of false Christianity peddle the word of God by corrupting it to make money and become famous in the eyes of the world. They add and subtract and misinterpret the scripture. They are incompetent to interpret the Bible because they are not born of the Holy Spirit. They are not indwelt by the Spirit of God. They are natural men, as the Bible says. Jude 19. These are the men who divide you who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The man without the Holy Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. They cannot understand the gospel. They have no mind of Christ. They corrupt the word of God to deceive the gullible to make profit for themselves. They do not worship Jesus Christ. They worship and serve money and power. 
They by soothing smooth words pick the pockets of those who crowd into their churches like sheep to the slaughter. Not to hear the gospel, but to be entertained. The self-called ministers tell stories and jokes to make the people laugh. They preach themselves. They are star performers. Not servants of Christ. People who are non-elect go to watch them perform. They deny, distort, adulterate and falsify the true gospel. So we read in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 2, rather, we have renounced, Paul says, secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. They do not preach the deep gravity of man they do not preach the atoning sacrifice of Christ or repentance they do not preach saving faith in Jesus Christ who died for the sins of the elect and was raised for their justification they preach a salvation by their own dirty works they preach worldliness Not separation from the world to practice biblical holiness required of the bride of Christ. They do not preach judgment to come. A judgment by Jesus Christ who has received all authority to justify and condemn. They do not preach about an eternal hell. To them, Jesus is a nice, huggable teddy bear who never rebukes or judges, but always gives lots of money and forgiveness. To them, biblical morality has become immorality, and biblical immorality has become morality. So we read in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. They champion conformity to culture and therefore anything goes. The only thing that matters to false ministers is money. Lots of it. They also enjoy power. Their goal is to receive applause from the gullible and ignorant crowds who seek entertainment. These ministers long crave to get an invitation to visit the White House. 
They do not long for the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They are strangers to the true gospel of the cross. These false ministers use all sorts of secret and shameful methods to promote their anti-gospel of easy believism and cheap grace. They practice the ways of the devil who is a liar and father of all lies who comes only to steal, kill and destroy. They oppose the true gospel at every turn by lying. So you read in Genesis 3, 4 and 5. Listen to the word of the devil. You will not surely die. The serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of it your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God knowing good and evil. They preach themselves. Not Jesus Christ. As we read in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 5. The truth is that their eyes are blinded by the God of this age that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of God who is the image of God. What do they preach in these crowded churches of the mindless? They preach themselves as I said. They perform false signs false signs and wonders so Jesus said in Matthew 24 24 for false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect if that were possible and St. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. And so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. They make people laugh. They entertain and so we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. When these false apostles and deceiving spirits, deceiving prophets meet a group of true believers, they try to seduce them and lead them astray from their sincere and pure devotion to Christ. They try to prophesy over them. They will try to predict their future by demonic powers. They try to dominate them. The truth is they are servants of the devil 
filled with an evil spirit. We read how Holy Spirit left Saul, King Saul. And an evil spirit came upon him to torment him. And in due time killed him. They masquerade as apostles of Christ. As celebrity pastors. As super apostles dressed in purple and gold. They live daily in luxury. The truth is they have no divine authority. Their authority is demonic. They are false apostles, deceitful workers, says Apostle Paul. They are ferocious wolves in sheep's clothing. They speak much about their anointing. But their power comes from the devil. They are as powerful as the Egyptian magicians. They preach a Jesus but not the Jesus Paul preached. The son of God crucified and risen. Their Jesus is an anti-Jesus. An anti-Christ. Not the Lord, the judge, the lawgiver, the king and the savior. As Isaiah says in Isaiah 33 verse 22. They speak about the spirit too. But not the Holy Spirit whom Paul preached. And when he came to Ephesus, St. Paul asked the people, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Holy Spirit who applies Christ's redemption to God's people. The spirit of these manipulators is the same spirit who entered Judas. They also speak of a gospel, but not what Paul preached, but an anti-gospel. A different gospel of peace and affluence that can only condemn them. They preach then a different Jesus, a different spirit, And a different gospel, radically different from the truth. They preach an anti-Jesus, anti-spirit, and an anti-gospel from hell. They are counterfeits. Apostle Paul assures us that God will condemn these false ministers and let me read from the scriptures from 1st John what is John saying this about these anti people 1st John 2 verse 18 dear children this is the last hour as you have heard that the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have come This is how we know it is the last hour. 1 John 2 verse 22. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the antichrist. He denies the father and the son. 
First John 4 verse 1 through 3. Dear friends do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits. <clears throat> Believers should be intelligent. Full of the scriptures. And full of the spirit. To be able to analyze. Who these manipulators are. And reject them outright. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Which you have heard is coming. And even now he is already in the world. First John 4, 6. We are from God. And whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth. And the spirit of falsehood. Second John verse 7. Many deceivers. Who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. Have gone out into the world. Any such person. Is the deceiver and an anti-Christ. Listen to St. Paul. He is speaking about these anti-Christs. Who preach anti-gospel. By the inspiration of an anti-spirit. Galatians 1, 6 through 9. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ. And are turning to a different gospel which is really no gospel at all. Evidently some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. They permit you to do every form of immorality. Because their gospel permits you to violate every law in the Bible. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you. Let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you received, let him be eternally condemned. Galatians 5 verse 10, I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. And 1 Corinthians 16 verse 22. If anyone does not love the Lord. A curse be on them. Maranatha come Lord to punish them. And Revelation 21 verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral. Those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars. 
Their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. The most dangerous people on the face of the earth are preachers who corrupt the gospel to deceive people for personal power and profit. They kill sheep and eat them. As we read in Ezekiel 34. They send the sheep to hell. And look at 2 Kings chapter 5 about Gehazi. Elisha remember refused gifts from Naaman. But Gehazi lied to Naaman to receive two talents of silver. And two sets of clothing. But Elisha prophesied a curse to him. Is this the time to take money, accept clothes, olive groves, vineyards, flocks, herds, men servants and maid servants? Therefore, Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your children forever. Then Gehazi went out from Elisha's presence and he was leprous as white as snow. Remember Judas, sir? An apostle. He took 30 pieces of silver by selling Jesus. He went and hanged himself and went to hell. Remember Simon in Acts chapter 8. He wanted to buy Holy Spirit wholesale so he could become a retailer of the Holy Spirit and make a lot of profit. And Peter said, let your money perish with you. And Remember Demas, an apostle, worked with St. Paul and what did he do? Demas, having loved this present evil age, having loved power and money, abandoned Paul and the true gospel, and he went to hell. Friends, beware of money and power. Money, 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 and power. And let me read to you some scriptures. Jeremiah 8 verse 10. From the least to the greatest all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike practice deceit. That's where we are today in this country and throughout the world. Money, 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 money. Exodus 23 verse 2. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Luke 16 15. He said to them you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of men. But God knows your hearts. What is highly valued among men is abomination in the sight of God. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. 
boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control. Brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And notice, having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof, have nothing to do with them. First Timothy 6, if anyone teaches false doctrines and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ, And to godly teaching he is conceited and understands nothing. Stupid. He has an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words. That result in envy, strife, malicious talk. Who think that godliness, religion is a means of gain. Making money. And St. Peter says this in chapter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with the stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. Let me read to you from Jeremiah 5. The prophets are but wind. And the word is not in them. So let what they say be done to them. Jeremiah 5 again. A horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy life. The priests rule by their own authority. And my people love this way. Most very large churches do not preach the word of God. Jeremiah 8 from the least to the greatest all are greedy for gain prophets and priests alike all practice deceit they dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace they say. When there is no peace. Jeremiah 10.21. The shepherds are senseless. And do not inquire of the Lord. So they do not prosper. And all their flock is scattered. Jeremiah 14. Then the Lord said to me. The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. Jeremiah 23, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. 
They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds. Not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise me. The Lord says you will have peace. And to all who follow the stubbornness of their hearts. They say no harm will come to you. Go ahead and commit all the sexual immorality. Nothing is going to happen to you. You wait and see what's going to happen to you. God is against you. No harm will come to you. Says the false preacher. But which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see or hear his word? Who has listened and heard his word? Jeremiah 23 verse 21. I did not send these prophets. Yet they have run with their message. I did not speak to them. Yet they have prophesied. The true ministry. Jesus Christ builds his church through true ministers. True ministers he calls, he commissions, and he anoints, and he sends. Generally, these true ministers do not want to preach the gospel, generally speaking. But they have no choice. Take the case of Moses and read Exodus 4. He refused to preach the gospel. He had a lot of questions. God answered all questions. And after all that, he said, please find somebody else. Exodus 4, 13. But the problem is he had no choice. When he calls, you hear the call and do the work. And Jeremiah, we read in chapter 1, beginning with verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And he said, oh, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you. And say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, tear down, destroy, overthrow, to build and to plant. From the mother's womb. This is true of every true minister of God. God setting apart before he formed you in the womb. And he sets apart from the womb. You have no choice. You cannot reject it. 
Jeremiah 1:18 and 19 today I have made you a fortified city iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land against the kings of Judah its officials its priests and the people of the land they will fight against you but will not overcome you for I am with you and will rescue you declares the Lord take a look at saint paul in galatians 1:15 but when god who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace and so on and he baptized him in the holy ghost acts chapter 9 verse 17 then ananias went to the house and entered it placing his hands on saul he said brother saul the lord jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he writes in Romans 10, St. Paul, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So your pastor stands before you. I was not at all interested in the ministry. I ran away from it. But God did not let me do what I wanted. And I am standing here as one sent. A minister is not self-called. Not even called by a church. A true minister is called by God himself. Commissioned by God himself. Anointed by God himself. And taught by God himself. And a true church recognizes such a minister as sent from God. And he does not preach himself. He preaches Jesus Christ as Lord. He preaches the gospel. And in 1 Corinthians 15, St. Paul tells us the gospel. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. When you go to a church, if they do not preach the gospel, it is not a church. It's a synagogue of Satan. It is the word. There are three things about a true church. Word, 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 sir. If there is no word, it is nothing. It is not a church. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance. As of first importance that Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures that he was buried. That he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. That is the heart of the gospel. And that's what we preach here. 
And we preach the gospel so that people may believe the gospel and by the Holy Spirit confess Jesus as Lord and themselves as his born servants. Do loy Christu. The true preacher does not fear men. Somebody who will speak what you need to hear. He does not fear men, nor does he live to please men. He does all things to please his master. So we read in Galatians 1 verse 10, Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. He does not pick and choose what he preaches. He is commanded to preach the whole counsel of God. Acts 20 verse 27, for I have not hesitated. See a lot of preachers who are not called by God, they hesitate. They are fearful. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. And then finally he says goodbye to the elders of Ephesus. And this is what he said. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace. Which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Finally, to God and to the word of his grace. He does not preach to make money. He lives by faith in Jehovah Jireh. Who did not spare his own son but gave him up in death for our salvation. And Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be given to you as well. This is the logic, sir. If I am the slave of Jesus, it is his good pleasure to give me food and clothing. If I am faithful in the preaching of the eternal gospel, the unchanging gospel. If the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. And I do lack nothing. Truth is, God has provided for all of us, exceeding abundantly above all that we asked or imagined. The true ministers are approved by God. So turn with me to 1 Thessalonians 2, 3 through 5. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives. Nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as men approved by God... To be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please men but God who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery. Nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. 
and the ministers approved by God are faithful. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2, So then men ought to regard as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. So we never changed the gospel all these years. We preach the same gospel. Culture is changing. It is going down the tube. The morality of the scripture has become the immorality of culture. So these ministers are entrusted with the gospel. They will never adulterate the word. They will never conform the gospel to a corrupt culture. The gospel shines as light in a culture of moral darkness. Paul said, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. A true minister preaches not only salvation in Christ, but also suffering because of Christ. Did you read 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and chapter 12? And that's a wonderful blessing we have. We read through the entire Bible. Old Testament one time and New Testament two times every year that we may expose ourselves to the entire scripture. Not only salvation, but we also preach the suffering. Hebrews eleven thirty-five through 38, others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sowed in two, they were put to death by the sword and so on. Do you hear that preached in any church? They're just nice, nice, nice. They are all false as I preached this morning. Or Second Corinthians chapter 11, are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind. I mourn, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again five times. I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with the rods once. I was stoned three times. I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea and so on. Have you ever heard anybody preaching that? So let us turn our attention to 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 17 especially. And here he says, thanks be to God. And I give you an analysis of this section. Thanks be to God. That is, we praise God for our salvation. Produced by the gospel. We praise God for his calling, anointing and sending true ministers to his holy church. They preach the gospel by the competency of the spirit. So we read in 1 Corinthians 2. When I came to you brothers, I did not come with eloquence. Or superior wisdom as I proclaim to you the testimony about God. For I resolved 
to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And 2 Corinthians 3, 6, he has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit which gives life. And he says, God who always leads us in triumph. God who always leads us in victory. We are always, friends, victorious. Even when persecuted and martyred like Stephen. This victory of ours is the victory of Christ who by his death on the cross defeated all his and our enemies. Leads us in triumph. The Greek word is triambuo from which you have triumph. Appears only one more time in Colossians 2 and verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So, in the name of Christ, when we resist the devil, he shall flee from us. Because Christ defeated all his and our enemies by his death on the cross. So we read in Revelation 12, 11, they overcame him. The people of God overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. We are overcomers, sir. We don't fornicate and we don't lie and cheat and we don't do all those things. Friends, either you are a slave of Jesus Christ or you are a slave of a devil. There is no neutrality here. Friends, in Christ we are overcomers. The devil himself flees from us. And he says, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. Through us, sir. Through you. Not through the angels. Christ builds the church through us as we share the gospel. Through us, the true ministers, not through holy angels. Paul says, through us, God makes manifest to the world as well as to the church. Makes manifest what, sir? The fragrance of the gospel of the knowledge of God. I was reading Calvin's Catechism. There are four volumes of confessions, reformed confessions, and I'm reading it. And Calvin says, the first thing, first responsibility you and I have is to have knowledge of God. Not second, not third, not fourth, first. We must know who God is, who made us. 
the fragrance of the gospel of the knowledge of God. Everyone must know God by means of creation, conscience, and especially by means of the preaching of the gospel. That is of first importance. Friends, what this world needs most is the gospel of salvation. And Jesus said this in Luke 24. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins. That's a fragrance. Will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. And so we read Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. Notice everywhere sir. Everywhere we go there is the fragrance spreading out from us. In every place we go, we share the gospel in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. I ask you the question, do you share the gospel wherever you go? And we read in Acts chapter 11, now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyrus, Cyprus and Antioch telling the message only to Jews. Some of them however men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord everywhere we go. And Mary Broke a bottle of expensive perfume and poured it out on Jesus, and the whole house was filled with fragrance. We are to fill this earth with the fragrance of the gospel that people may come to know Jesus Christ. Not only the gospel is the fragrance, but the text says, but also the true ministers who proclaim the gospel are fragrance. And we read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Ecomende ton tesauron, ton tu ton, en ostrakinois. Sin. But we have this treasure in charge of clay in our body to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. In clay vessels, we have the gospel in us, therefore, ministers themselves are fragrance. We are to God fragrance because we share the gospel. Out of the abundance of our heart, the gospel overflows. On the last day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out. If anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him flow out. Get the picture sir? As you go around. 
from you comes out fragrance beyond the perfume bottle filled with the gospel friends whether people are saved or not by the gospel we are the perfume bottle and you read the text twofold effects of the gospel proclamation same gospel saves some and destroys others same gospel sir in the same house one kid believes and three of them do not those who are being saved by faith in the gospel or those who are perishing jesus said many are on the broad way going into destruction and few are on the narrow road going to eternal life so paul said in first corinthians 1 verse 18 for the message of the cross is what sir foolishness for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are what sir perishing eternally eternally perishing think about it your daughter your son perishing eternally if you have a hard heart then you don't feel it it's so serious a situation perishing for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are what sir perishing eternally but to us who are being saved thank god it is the power of god friends many vast majority of people in the world are perishing and few are being saved because of their own unbelief hardness of heart let me read this to you from second thessalonians 2 and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing they perish now here it is they perish that your daughter your son they perish your mother they perish because they refused to love the truth and so be saved for this reason notice god sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness and so paul says to the unbelieving the gospel is the smell in greek smell of death unto death osme ekthanatou eisthanaton from death unto eternal death the fullness of death when you refuse to believe in the gospel but to those who believe the gospel is the fragrance of life unto fullness of life osme exo es eso en we are waiting for the fullness of life when christ comes again then he asked the question who is competent 
for the gospel ministry. Because it is an issue of life and death. Who is competent? The answer is those who are saved by the gospel. Called by Christ and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And taught in the scriptures. 2 Corinthians 3, 6. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. The spirit that gives life. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. Don't ever think a devil is for you. He comes to steal and kill and destroy but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly think about it powerful delusion sir that's why you don't want to believe in Jesus Christ then he says in verse 17 we are not like the majority who are false ministers and that is absolute truth throughout the world today The majority of ministers are false. Paul says we are not like the majority who are false ministers who corrupt the word of God by preaching what itching ears want to hear. Preaching to entertain, deceiving the gullible for financial gain. And true ministry of Paul... And his friends was characterized by not only the negative but four positives. And those who know Greek text, Ugaresmen, Hos oi poloi, Kapelu on teston logon to theu. That's negative. Allah hos hex elikrineas. Al And let me tell you four things. First, he preaches with sincerity. He says, We labor as persons of sincerity, without impure and deceitful motives. Paul was clear and direct and straightforward. He was not a crook. And today lie is the norm. He preached what people needed to hear. He did not preach for financial gain. He did not have any secret, selfish, shameful agenda. He preached for the salvation of the lost He preached Jesus Christ as Lord. Second. Ekteyu. That is sent from God. Not sent from anybody else. Sent from God. Ekteyu. We are called and commissioned by God himself. St. Paul says about himself in Galatians 1 verse 1. Paul an apostle sent not from men nor by man but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And I am standing here telling you, you 
sent from God. And I tell you to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's what I say to you. Respect the ministers of the gospel who are true. Called by God, sent by God, we preach by divine authority. Third, we practice the presence of God. He lived in God's presence. Before God. So he says God is my witness. And evaluator of my work. He is with me always in prosperity and in suffering. And I strive to please him. And number four. The final. In crystal lumen, we speak in Christ. What does it mean? We speak as those united with Christ by faith. Also we preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. We preach by the authority of Christ who received all authority in heaven and on earth. In other words, Christ is with Paul. Let me tell you friends, he is With all true ministers. To defend them. And support them. Christ is our master. When the apostle speaks. Christ himself speaks. Now listen what I am going to say sir. When the true minister speaks. He speaks the word of Christ. Christ himself is speaking to you. And if you reject the gospel, you reject Christ. So what is Paul saying in 2 Corinthians 2.17? He says he did not corrupt the gospel to deceive and please people to make money. He operated with transparent motives. His ministry was carried out by divine commission. With that sense of accountability to God. And with the power and authority of Christ. His ministry was free of deceit and duplicity. He sets forth openly and clearly the whole counsel of God. To the conscience of every person in the sight of God. May God help us to grow in our knowledge of God to approve the truth of the gospel and oppose the error. And let me read to you from Revelation 2 verse 2. I know your deeds. Jesus is saying your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate to wicked men. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. Intelligent apprehension of the gospel. And if you don't have that you will in due time fall away to commit every form of sin. First John 4 verse 1 dear friends. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. 
because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Throughout the world, I'm talking about Christian ministry. Full of churches, but full of false ministers. The true ministers are few. They exist, but they are few, sir. Friends, on the last day, Jesus will speak to the false ministers and their gullible sheep. I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. But that's not all. The good shepherd then will speak to the true ministers and the sheep of God. Well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the everlasting joy of your master. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, have mercy. Mercy, show mercy. Break down the stubborn hearts. Grant them repentance, authentic repentance. That they will not conceal their sin, but confess their sin and forsake their sin. To do the work of righteousness. We trust in Jesus Christ who died on the cross in our place for our sins. He died our death that we may live forever. That our sins may be forgiven. And thank God he forgives our sins. Amen.